we are finally on day 15 of our 31 day self-love uh challenge we made it we made it halfway this is actually pretty amazing uh i for sure like i don't mean to sound uh i don't mean to like dismiss myself at all but i did kind of think i was gonna give up <laughs> so <laughs> i mean we did it i mean i guess I, I i did it i need to take some accountability but we're on day 15 so uh let's get right into it day 15 is what are you afraid to ask for what do you need to speak up about that's an interesting question i'm gonna turn my phone on silent that i um <clears throat> i guess i should have put more thought into this but it's i like to wing it because i feel like when you're when you've already got something planned you can i mean especially for me i feel like i kind of forget some key points that i need to hit um so i feel like when i just go off the cuff it's much more organic for me um and it's not like that with everybody like i know people love structure um and i tend to go off on tangents so i feel like sticking to main points is a little bit of a struggle for me <laughs> i like to go off on tangents um and some people like that and some people people don't like that and that's perfectly fine as long as you find something that you can relate to and something that you can like now i'm avoiding <laughs> answering this question because i kind of know what i want to say i just don't really know how i want to phrase it let me just read that question one more time what are you afraid to ask for what do you need to speak up about I don't know how to take this question. Um, I, I can look at it from a romantic sense. Um, what am I afraid to ask for? I'll be honest. <clears throat> Romance for me, like feelings and stuff like that. And I, th I think it's because I've, I've been hurt before where I'm kind of afraid to ask the other person to show up in the relationship. Like, to emotionally show up and be vulnerable so that I'm in a safe place of also being vulnerable. However, I feel like, and, and this is probably true of most relationships, um, but I feel like people tiptoe around vulnerability because they don't want to be the first ones. And I guess being the first one is that's daunting that's daunting and it's scary and it may not get reciprocated but the thing about that is if you're the first person to show a bit of vulnerability that takes a lot of guts genuinely that takes a lot of guts and i know i say this because when i've been vulnerable in moments i felt strong but I've also felt weak at the same time. It's an odd feeling. It's a really, really strange feeling. But I've, once I've come out of it and I've been on the other side and I've gone through vulnerability, I felt stronger as a person. I did not feel weaker. I can tell you that much. And gradually over time, that builds up. That builds up your resilience for sure. Now, I've not done any research, and uh, by now, I, I don't think I need to reiterate it, but um, I will. 
small disclaimer, I'm not a therapist. I'm not a, I'm not in a field where we deal with, or we are taught a heavy amount about uh, mental health, but I am a mental health advocate purely for selfish reasons because um, talk therapy is great for me and it works really well for me. Um, and sometimes I just need to talk it out and not feel necessarily that I need another person there to listen because I feel like although it's nice having a friend to talk to they will give me advice sometimes I just don't need advice I just need to talk let me let it out and then you can give your two cents but I'm not talking it out because I want your opinion or your advice I'm talking it out because I need to get it out of my system otherwise I will feel overwhelmed with my thoughts um, my thoughts will be very chaotic. I don't think I'd be able to function as a normal human being. I feel like my feelings will end up overpowering and overwhelming me and it can be debilitating at times. I'll, I'll admit, um, I've had days where I just absolutely did not want to move because I felt, I just felt everything that day and it doesn't happen often. But when it does happen, I just really, I have to really push myself. Really, really push myself. So, I guess, right, yes, in a relationship context, I think uh, I'm genuinely afraid of asking if somebody will show up for me. And I, I understand that we all have different love languages and... Sometimes it's scary to be with someone and then find out that your love languages are totally different and they cannot accommodate to your love language and you can't accommodate to their love language. Or maybe you can. You, you don't know. Like, you don't know until you have that conversation. And I think the scary part is not knowing what's going to be on the other side of that conversation. You know, if you feel like you both of you cannot accommodate each other's love languages first of all you got to know what love is for you um and i have a really good quote from a book which i'll get into in a minute but if you have that conversation and you discover okay i can do this i can i can uh adapt to the way that she understands love and affection and she can adapt to mine or I can adapt to hers and they can adapt to mine and that's great that's you know that's that's bloody brilliant that's what we want right like that's you want to be able to communicate with your partner and and figure out how to balance a, a relationship and kind of thrive in it so you're both you're both thriving it's not just a give and take it's not just giving completely and the other person taking it's it's a give and take relationship you you guys are both uh contributing uh emotionally not just physically <laughs> emotional contribution that's i think that's what matters and that's what takes us into old age that's what we carry through with us into our old age but on the flip side of having that conversation is discovering that none of you are willing to bend 
for the sake of the relationship. It's not even for the sake of the other person. It's for the sake of this relationship. Like, what is that value to you? And when you discover that neither one of you value it <laughs> well enough to adapt to each other and work together as a team, what does that say? <laughs> That's scary. Like, I'm shaking just thinking about it. Uh, that means all your hard work has been for nothing you've discovered that uh, genuinely you two don't work well together and now you have to break up try finding another person so it is it's that's heavy that's a very heavy topic what do you need to speak up about That's the other part of the challenge. It was, I guess, two part. What do you need to speak up about? My partner's always uh, encouraging me to speak about my feelings. And uh, I really appreciate that. It's hard. It's a hard thing to do because you feel like the more you speak about your feelings, especially for me, this is very true for me. I don't know that this is true for other people, but when I speak up more about my feelings, I feel like I'm creating a problem. So I try to really hide my feelings. I really try to make sure I don't rock the boat. I don't want to cause any waves. I like being seen as compliant. <clears throat> but I also don't like being seen as a doormat. And I think it's it's good to be flexible, for sure. I mean, I was literally advocating this two seconds ago about being flexible in a relationship. <clears throat> so it would be hypocritical of me to say otherwise at this point. However, I feel that you you... You do need to speak up about how you feel and your partner is not a mind reader. They're not going to know what's going on inside your head unless you actively speak up about it. But I feel like, you know, if you've made a point and you've said to your partner, I don't like that you do this. And they do it two, three, four times. And you find yourself repeating like, hey, I've noticed you do this thing. I don't appreciate it. It doesn't make me feel appreciated. And you're kind of become redundant at that point. I mean, what do you do after that? <laughs> Genuinely, I'd like to know. Uh, you've spoken up. Now what? <laughs> you've made an active attempt to speak up. And I get it. We, you know, have demanding jobs. So it's easy to, you know, if someone corrects you, it's easy to forget that. But then do you keep, do you keep speaking up? Like, do you, like, I felt myself becoming more and more quiet. Like, I don't bring up any issues anymore because I feel like well, I know exactly what my partner's going to say to this. Um, and it's going to make me feel unheard. 
And even though the advice is amazing, but it would be nice to be acknowledged, my, my feelings to be acknowledged. Um, and I do feel like my partner is very mature, very level-headed. Um, so any advice would be sage advice, of course. I'm not knocking the advice at all. It would be it would be great if alongside the advice acknowledgement came of my feelings and feeling justified in that moment. Which brings about the question of understanding. You need to have like a level of understanding of your own emotions to be able to process your partner's emotions and how they feel. Regardless of your advice, regardless of whatever advice you give, but before you even get to that point, can you understand what your partner's feeling? Uh, if they're a very emotional person, like I am, I feel things at a greater depth to what I display. What I will be displaying would be an iceberg of the, the level of things I'm, I'm feeling and how feelings kind of resonate with me. So, I don't know, I went off on, <laughs> again, tangents. Keep going off on tangents. Oh, but I think that's, I think I've hit my main two points. Um, going back earlier to the quote I said I really liked, speaking of, speaking about love. I don't necessarily know what love is. I was in a three-year toxic relationship thinking I was head over heels. Uh, and that wasn't the case. Let me tell you, that, that's, that's not love. I think that was obsession to some point. Where's this quote gone? I had it. I even highlighted it. I was so good. Um, but no, now that I'm in a new relationship, I... I don't know. I won't be quick to say that I do feel feelings of love. Um, I think I feel feelings of care. Ah, oh, found it. But I think now because I have, you know, been in a very toxic relationship, I think I'm very slow now to admit any kind of feelings. Because it's very, 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 very vulnerable. I would not want to be the first one. Like, for me, that just absolutely terrifies me. And maybe that's a sign of immaturity. Maybe not having dealt with the previous trauma is making me this way. And I need to get to that point where I've acknowledged all the stuff that's happened before. And I can put that to rest and move on and be in a healthy relationship. Because I like it. I'm, I'm enjoying myself. It's great. But I don't know. I, th I think feelings are, feelings are hard and it's hard to, hard to know when, when you feel love. But I'm also one of the, even though romance is a bit gross and icky for me, I'm, I'm still one of those like, hopeless romantic people that it's a it's a weird combination but one of those hopeless romantic people that one day you know 
when you know it's love, you, you'll like it'll click. It will just happen, and there's no stopping it. And you know, sometimes I think. And maybe, <laughs> maybe I'm not the girl that I guess people, men would fall in love with. <laughs> maybe I'm just, I don't have enough depth as a person. So that does raise issues of insecurity um, and again, vulnerability, which I'm not willing to go to. Like if, you know, maybe it's just not meant for me is what I'm trying to say. Anyways, I did come across this quote about about love in this book that I'm reading right now, which <sighs> this book has hit a point of frustration for me, and I think that's what the reader was trying uh, the author was trying to do and I think he did it so well because all I felt was frustration when the main character had a romantic interest and wanted to give up on his on his journey and I was like, "Dude, what are you doing? Like this, you know, you're you're gonna have to read the book to figure out what I'm trying to say poorly <laughs> I the author did a fantastic job I'm thoroughly frustrated right okay so the quote goes one is loved because one is loved no reason is needed for loving and I think that's absolutely beautiful a lot of girls ask why do you love me like what are the reasons you love me and sometimes you just have to go I don't know. There are no reasons. You know, if I need reasons to love you, do I love you? Probably not. <laughs> love isn't some kind of checklist. Um, it's either there or it isn't. Anyways, I'm going to stop rambling. I think that's... <laughs> I'm going to stop with this bitty party tonight. <laughs> but we made it halfway. This is amazing. I can't wait till... I just can't wait to keep going. I've had such a great time so far. Um... It's definitely been a milestone. I'll count it for sure. Um, I hope you guys have a great rest of your day, afternoon, night. I will see you for the reading in a little bit. Bye-bye.